Dwarven Moss presents a Dungeons and Dragons actual play of The Curse of Straw. <laughs> Welcome back to Dwarven Moss, Chapter 3 of our Curse of Strahd campaign. So, you guys, Wendell and Bourne, wake up to the same dreadful ambience of the abandoned streets of this village. The village of Barovia. Oh, Barovia. You've taken a long rest once again at the Blood on the Vine Tavern, and you just feel off. Not not feeling so good. You learn that the village of Rovia has been terrorized by Strahd, and his fixation seems to be on Irina Kolyanovic, visiting her in the night. You helped her and her brother Ismark bury their deceased father, the Burgomaster, because only when his soul is put to rest would Irina agree to flee the village. And we met the pie lady. Oh, we met the pie lady. You encountered an old lady going door to door with her wooden cart, selling pastries. You guys both ate one. But Wendell, it caused you to have some sort of dreamlike trip. That's right. I was back on the shining plains. Born then shook you awake, and your state of bliss was gone. A brief respite from this land of dread. It was more than a shake, my friend. You guys then brought the body to the church where you met Father Donovich, who was obsessively praying for his son Doru, who had been turned into a vampire spawn. And he attacked us. He did. Big time. You guys went down to the church's undercroft and tried to talk with him. And he attacked you. And while you did survive and slay Doru, Boren, you were bit on the neck. And I'll remind you both, you each have wounds from the werewolves that are beginning to fester. Oh, my also, Wendell, yeah. the axe. It's looking very clean. So yeah, as soon as you guys walk downstairs, you still you still see the Vistani. They're actually kind of playing with the fire. They're making a dance. Ooh, uh, with some sort of magical ability. Uh, one of them kind of is playing with a blue flame. One of them has a yellow flame. One of them has a red flame. And they see you as they come down and wait, wait. Before I want to, um, before they see me or I see them, yep. I could roll for this. But they're playing with the fire. I see this, and then I. Make a whatever other color that's not being used of the same fire. Dancing with them, doing the same thing. Ooh. Using minor illusion. Okay. So describe that. You kind of take a peek at what they're doing as mm-hmm. you're coming down the stairs. And I don't really need to do anything big. It's, it's a somatic movement, but I barely need to do anything. I, I kind of keep my hand... Like, I could be doing it while my hand's in my pocket if I had one. And just sort of, I'm moving it as if it's, like, very, very tiny. And I have this mental connection down to my hand. But I, wherever I'm looking, it connects to my sight, and I can do exactly what I imagine. And I'm just imagining it to be the exact flame makeup is so what they're doing. So this green flame kind of enters in yeah. their little game that they're playing. Yeah. And uh, it mimics. they get really scared at uh, first, and one of them, uh, Alenka, she jumps up and, oh, and they look at you and start laughing with each other. And they go, oh, oh very impressive. Uh, Maybe we underestimated you. Hey. <laughs> good morning, ladies. Hey, good morning. Well, you know what? You guys are all right. 
I'm gonna tell you something. The bites, that's lycanthropes. That's a werewolf bite. On a full moon, <laughs> you will become a werewolf. Is a curse. And it just so happens that curses happen to be a specialty of ours. We could cure you, but it's fun to see what you can do on your own. We don't want to interfere. Ladies, I apologize for my outburst last night, but I am no one's plaything. But I truly would wish to be rid of this awful injury. If you could help us, I would be more than happy. We're all being watched. And they kind of look at each other and whisper. Look, here's what we're thinking. There is a house not too far from here. A few blocks north, you head west. You recognize it when you see it. It has a much bigger lot than the other houses. It's nicknamed the Death House. Now. The Death House. This property interests us. It might be a little bit of a upgrade for this tavern we have now. Unfortunately, what's in the Death House is hard to... Mm, it will, they'll be hard to evict. But if you could help evicting them, we could help you with your curse. What exactly are we uh, dealing with here? Um, undead. Zombies. To name a few. So you guys aren't allowed to fight? Is that what I'm to... I'm starting to feel like we're all pawns in somebody's big fucking game, Born. Feels like... <laughs> it feels like... And Born's been just You're not the same Born I knew back in Faerun. Ladies Beyond my better judgment I will take your request and evict the current tenants of the Dead House, I believe you call it. It's known as the Death House in Barovia. The Death House. <laughs> you guys are gonna make me a, a crazy fucking half-elf, man. I'm down. Looks like your uh, axe <clears throat> is looking pretty squeaky clean. The fuck you know about my axe? Don't worry about what we know or don't know. I do know that if you're not treated by a full moon, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to uh, hit reset on this little game. And uh, you can join uh, you can join the uh, the March of the Dead. And live your rest of your life through eternity, replaying the death, the end of your demise. Ladies, do you know uh, a, a local armor or smithy in town? We want to make sure before the next time we head into such unwelcome situations, we're better prepared, especially my friend over here. Fuck yeah, and a map. Aye. Perhaps something we could get our bearings. Good question. Uh, you can probably find both at uh, Bildrace Mercantile. It's uh, right at the center of town. You'll see a big shield coat of arms. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. And again, 
I'd like to apologize for my outburst. I've not been the same dwarf I was since I entered this realm. <laughs> we understand. Uh, good luck. So we start uh, walking, and we go outside, and sort of take in the, that gloomy outdoors, and I look over to Bourne, and I say, Bourne, are you feeling any better? I know a divine man such as yourself, this must feel like a dark and dreadful place. I'll tell you this. I've not felt a deep unquiet like this in my body for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, even now, as you're just walking next to me, you're just looking forward, saying that, it's, and it's dark, Born. It's even darker than this place, seeing you like this. I, I apologize if this is off-putting, my friend. But I'm just trying to figure out the quickest, most easiest way we can get out of this place. So you walk up to this, uh, you see the, you see the building with the coat of arms. You guys are going to move forward and come in. Hmm. So you open the door and there's this uh, human. And he kind of, he's doing some stalking and kind of looking around and he looks up and goes, Oh, <laughs> welcome to Bildres Mercantile Exchange. Hey, thank you. My name is Borin Hardinist. How are you? I'm good. I am Bildreth. Bildreth. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> I am Bildreth. <laughs> <laughs> so Bildreth says, uh, help yourself to anything you see here. Uh, you're interested in the mail, are you? Uh, yeah. That looks like it'll fit and I'll be able to move in it. Well, any adjustments we can make, uh, make it nice and comfortable. So, you will take it? Yeah, I'll take it. That'll be 4,000 gold pieces. Uh, how about this? I'm about to uh, really fucking lose it, man. And I'm looking down at my axe. And I, and I look at him directly and... Uh... You're going to attack him? Yeah. And can I roll with advantage? For surprise? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean... I'll give you one attack, regular attack, and then we'll, we're gonna have to roll initiative. Okay. You, you're, yeah, yeah, you're I just, guess that does count as for, you get to go first. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. You're just attacking this guy? What like, do I see while I'm doing this? You're seeing Wendell losing control of his emotions, his body, and his axe. Uh, and I just rolled a, uh, a two, the axe just extends off of his hand and he takes a full swipe at this guy. He's completely shocked. He lurches backward, backwards. You just miss his chin and he screams. He goes, Periwimple, come to the front. Roll initiative. Boring says, what the hell is going on, mate? You look over at Wendell and he's just sort of breathing heavily and clutching onto his axe. Wendell, now is not the time! Okay, what did you guys roll? 18. 18, that puts you in front. I rolled an 18 with my plus two initiative once. Oh shit, so you guys both go first. Borin, your turn. Borin stops. 
He says, whoa, 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 let's calm our heads now, boy, we just got here. Please, no, now is not the time. I promise we can fill that axe, but first we have to get the things appropriate to fill it. So then I will, my action will be to ready the action that if Wendell attacks, I'm going to try and stop him. Okay. And Wendell, it's your turn. I'm going to hack at Bildrith again. Like Take another hack at Bildrith? He's going to take another hack. He's, he looks like his face is in pain. Wendell goes to make a attack. Chop at him. Um, which you can try to contest with your strength. Or your reaction. 17. Plus your strength modifier, probably? Five. Or is it, yeah. 22. That's a lot. And that's going to be against my strength, too. Or, or dexterity, or is it just strength? I almost feel like in this rage, it would only be strength. Mm. Because I'm, like, in a rage, just... I'm not, like, looking to slink around. I'm going forward like a... Do strength to strength. Okay. Nine. Whew. So Boren jumps in, coming from like a low angle, almost does like a football tackle, and uh, just grips and squeezes a little bit of your hands shut. Get off me! Wendell, you don't know what you're doing, buddy! Are you grappling me? Yeah. Okay. I'm holding you. Come on, I'm not, I haven't pinned you to the ground, but it's a come on, way. And Bildraith is just kind of really, really shook up, and as... You see what's happening. This kind of uh, very muscular uh, person kind of comes in behind. He screamed for uh, Periwimple, who, uh, Come here! Come here, my nephew! Nephew comes in. He was holding a box. He's dropped the box. Uh, right now, both of them are looking around, trying to sc- uh, scrape for weapons. It looks like Bildraith is, is grabbing underneath the, the counter for a dagger of some sorts. And uh, we'll go back to Boren's. Their turn is their turn is being used to grab weapons. Okay, Boren's going to let go and disengage from Wendell then. So Wendell gets up, he's huffing and puffing, and he looks around at the room, and then he uh, runs as far as he can out the front door, kind of looking around like fucking... Uh, He's hungry, he's, he's in pain, and he's barely breathing. So you're basically dashing, just I'm dashing, out the front door. and I'm looking for uh, someone else. Or, like, I'm. In, there was a moment that I looked at Boren there, and Boren showed me some restraint and some compassion, and it almost sort of backed this rage off a little bit from um, what Wendell was thinking he needed something human. But now, Steve, he's he's looking around for like a cat or um, a pig, any sort of anything, a bird. He's look. That's what he's doing. He's using his turn to look. Maybe should, can I roll straight nine? Uh, you don't see anything. Uh, really, that's fitting the description. You're not seeing any type of rodents or anything. Okay. As you do look down the street, though, you do see kind of. You do see that old lady kind of wheeling around a wooden cart, uh, knocking a door to door, pretty far in the distance, and that's all. Is that a suggestion? That's all you see. 
That's all I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's just all you see. That's all you see. <laughs> so with that, Bill Draith is looking at you and goes, your goddamn friend is mad. I, I am so sorry I don't know what has come over him. My sincere apologies. Please. Do a persuasion check. This is crazy. You goddamn travelers are fucking nuts. Seven plus five. Twelve. Please, understand. We've just come here. We're supposed to go to the death house and get rid of whatever lurks there. I just wanted to get my friend some armor. I apologize. He's he's a bit of... He's got some mental health issues. Coming to this place is... Not a good thing. He's left a lot of his uh, pain medication back where we come from. Your friend is welcome to have the armor if he pays for it. Yes. Please, here. Please. What do I owe you? 4,000 gold pieces. 4,000. That armor was 4,000 gold pieces. I 10x everything in here. Right, because you have to import everything, I guess, so the market value goes up. Sorry, did you want to go somewhere else? I dash towards the lady. <laughs> so, as you dash towards her, using time here, that's all. you kind of see that um, she's actually holding uh, the hand of a little boy. And the boy <laughs> seems to be kind of <laughs> trying to squirm his way away from her. And he's saying, let me go. And he's crying and he's crying. Every, and Wendell's doing everything he can to uh, resist being led forward by this um, bloodthirsty axe. There's a feeling that's totally come over him, and it's like an itch from the inside out. And his axe is just like, like it's almost like he knows what the axe wants. So you're holding this axe. You're freaking out. You're looking at the two nearest bodies that you've seen. Yeah. How do you react to this old lady, kind of dragging her cart, but also clenching the hand of this little? Kind of black-haired, you know, he's about eight years old. Yeah. He's just crying. I, when I look at the lady, I feel like the axe is pulling me towards it. When I look at the boy, I feel like the axe would value that boy's blood more. And so, and so Wendell is like using everything in his power to sort of like kind of plant his feet. He's fighting something in this arm. So you're about one turn, I would say, from reaching these people. Yeah. That's what he yells. Boren! Come stop me, Boren! Boren inside turns around. I'll go get your inventory back. Stay here. I'll be right back. So Boren looks out across the street. Wendell is standing in the middle of the road, kind of huffing and puffing. And beyond him, the boy and this old lady. You can see them lurking down them. And I go, oh, my Moradin's beard, I better start running. So you're dashing. As soon as you look behind you, you can see uh, Bill Draith and Perry Wimple are just kind of shocked. And they're, they're pulling out weapons. They're bracing themselves for anything. As you run towards, uh, the boy screams. You can hear him screaming, saying, Help me, help me! Wendell! And the old lady looks at you and goes, 
she's and she's almost like taken aback as well, bracing herself for a reaction. She's very shocked to, to see what she's seeing. So, okay, so here's what's gonna happen. So as soon as you sneak up mm-hmm. kind of on this lady who is seemingly kind of going about her business, mm-hmm. she turns around and she, in such a way that she drops her cart, this wooden cart breaks and her pastries roll around and hit the ground. And as she looks at you, her face completely changes. She is not this old lady that you seem. Her flesh starts rotting off of her face. Her hair almost stands up as if it's like animated all of a sudden. And she gives out this horrific cackle. (laughs) Oh my God. These nails, these long nails grow from her hand and she is threatened and uh, roll initiative. Ooh. As she lets go of the kid, uh, he runs away uh, screaming. He, he's just kind of, he's dashing. 21. 11. Born, you go for, uh, you go first. You're about, you're two uh, movements away. Actually, you're one dash away, but you won't be able to get into this uh, right. battle at that point. So I'll use, then you know what, I'll use, uh, 25, so 50 feet. So, okay, yep. I'll use a dash as an action, so I'm at least 30 feet away from her now. Yes. And then I'm going to use a bonus action of just bless. I'm just going to cast bless. Okay. So you're running, you're huffing and puffing, you're ripping up the street, <laughs> up the cobblestone. Word runs forward. And cast bless. The other thing, this is a, uh, a uh, somatic and verbal and material. So the material I need is a sprinkling of holy water because being the man he is, Boren obviously has holy water on him. Puts his hands together and whispers a prayer to his god Moradin in the holy halls of the Bright Axe. And he takes and dabs some holy water and just flicks it into the air. And from that, you see it. Yeah. Like this sort of like most biblical bell go off. A blessing has just been made. And I conjure up a giant Heilbird. And I stand at attention. So, so Boren has charged with all of his might. He's huffing and puffing. He's run up to this whole crazy interaction. Uh, he's be, been able to muster up bless while he's just like gasping for air. He's still about 30 feet away from the action. This kid, whose wrist was gripped tightly, uh, has been released, and he's running away from this woman who is transformed into almost like, I'm gonna say, ghoulish. She was uh, this old lady, and now she's just kind of, you know, haggard and ripped up. These claws have grown out of her hands. All of her mincemeat pies have kind of scattered across the ground. You know, a wheel has fallen off the wooden wagon. And as she sees you, you know, her bloodshot eyes peel back and she is ready to fight. As she raises her hands, she's going to point at Wendell. And that would be a 15 to hit if it does. 
It does. And as she does this, uh, a ball of energy comes out of her hand and deals uh, eight points of force damage. Okay. She's going to do the same thing to Boren, uh, but that is a uh, 16 to hit, so that's Big a miss. Boren, you're up. Great. Five plus eight, 13. That's a miss. Wendell's, Wendell's still huffing and puffing. I got an extra attack. That is also a miss. That's a two. This makes Wendell happy that Boren missed. <laughs> like he kind of smiles a bit. <sighs> Boren's grumbling to himself with his big battle axe. Like, he just said, pretty, just as I missed it. My turn? Yes. Yep, you're next. Um, first attack is a 14, which will miss. Second attack is definitely going to hit. So I'm going to swing my Heilbird. That's going to be a 9 plus ooh, 13 plus 3 is uh, 16 uh, damage. Yeah! Uh, those were substantial hits. She's in pain, but she's still going strong. Uh, she's, as a reaction, she's going to point her finger at you, and a black beam of enervating energy is going to spring from her fingers. Ooh. That is a 23 to hit. Um, I'm going to use my new counterspell. <gasps> counterspell? Yeah. You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower. Uh, yes. Woo! Um, yep, like, that makes it. Its spell fails and has no effect. That is awesome. So this this black beam just kind of fizzles away. And yeah, you you've dispelled it. Okay. Great reaction. Well, that's pretty cool. And so bored. You're up. No, there. no, no. That's just my reaction. Oh, that's just reaction, right? You actually yeah. have a turn. Yeah, I have a turn, and I'm going to. Yeah, attack. I'm going to attack twice. Critical miss. Ooh. Plus nine is 16. Miss. Holy shit. Just missed. You nicked her clothing and, you know, sliced off a, a little little piece of cloth. Whose turn is it? Your turn. Nice. Jeez, another critical miss. Wow. Okay, on the big critical miss that Boren misses, his axe kind of sticks into the ground. He clocks Wendell's eyes, takes it in, goes, oi. And this old military move where he sort of backs up and flips over his axe to pull it out of the ground so he can get ready for his extra attack. Nice. Ten. Plus eight. Eighteen. Hit. Great, I'm going to smite that. So that's a one D8 plus triple, because I'm using a second level spell slot, so that three other D8s on oh, top of that. Juicy. 22. Yeah. Wow. Just, just watch huge, that. cracking, amazing blow and... Okay, um, Boren slams his shield and goes, come on, you slinky bitch. <laughs> okay, this lady is not doing very well. She lets out the scream. Not so nimble anymore, are you? 
And just as all of this is happening, Bill Draith and Periwimple kind of kick the door open, and uh, Bill Draith is holding a bastard sword. Periwimple has a spear, and they're just kind of looking at what is going on, just okay. kind of watching. She is like gripping on for dear life. She's gonna take two claw swipes at you, Wendell. A 17, that's good, and a 14. Both hit. Ooh. All right, this is her one chance to, well, anyways. Uh, the first one is 16 points of damage. And wow. Uh, the next one is 18 points of damage. Oof. Total of 34. It uh, just kind of swipes and then he just sees nothing but blackness. He's down on the ground, knocked down. No, no, you slithering wench. I'll finish you off. Wendell, hold on, my boy. You're next, my pretty. Periwimple and uh, Bill Draith are kind of running into action. Great. Eight plus eight. Sixteen. It's a miss. Fuck. Just missed. Just missed. Nineteen. That's a hit. Now I apply this. On her turns, she has to roll a constitution saving throw, and if she fails, she takes 1d6 fire damage. Two and three, five. Thirteen. Describe it. Oh! <laughs> she had 12 hit points left. Oh. <laughs> I just go, uh, I kick her up, I fucking go up. I kick her in the crotch, so she goes up, yes. and I just hold my axe above her head and slice it down. And yeah. it gets stuck like midway through her torso. So I go, ah, 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 and I push it the rest of the way through. This child is still crying, can't believe what's happening. And I just, I'm just holding my axe there, down on the ground. It's thumped. My shoulders are slumped. This dwarf is just breathing. And he looks at the kid. <sighs> Bill Draith and Periwimple have caught up, and uh, they almost—they're almost out of breath themselves. Oh my! It, what? It, uh, Morgantha, you, she's slain. You guys are—you guys are mad. Hold on. He puts his axe in the ground. It waddles over to his friend. Okay, so roll a medicine check, and we'll see if you can stabilize him. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Fifteen. But yeah, he's stabilized. Now you're you're <coughs> you, so he you put yeah. your hands on him after you kind of mend him up and I check his jugular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you it's do pulsing. your lay on hands. Give him your full lay on hands. Thirty HP. Okay. Describe. Describe. My arms is. light up. My every sort of muscle in my hands lay on his body. All my. My thick dwarven hands just lay on him and I press it down. And I recite these dwarven words, they're long and they're slow. And my arms just sort of start to brighten up. And that brightness then just goes into 
Wendell's body and then just settle. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm a little calmer. How than are you before. Boy? How you feeling? I think that uh, by driving this axe into that nimble bitch's body, mm-hmm. it fed something in me that I needed feeding. I understand. And I'm sorry I stopped you back there. No, born. It's me that has to apologize. And I look up at uh, the armor smith and his periwinkle. Pumpernickel. Periwimple? Periwimple. I'm sorry, Mr. Perinimble. Hey, Barn, what just happened? I mean, yeah, I think I just got I think I just got knocked out, right? She knocked you unconscious, my friend. I was almost lost. I almost thought of using the spell before I even checked if you were alive or not. That's how much I was thinking of. Not straight. So, I took my axe and finished her off. Brought you back. How is that hatchet of yours? I look down at it and how's it look? So it is just dripping blood. Okay. Yeah, it's like it looks like a red axe. Not much happened after yeah. you, after you passed out. I'm glad I could bring you back. I think. We owe these gentlemen an apology. Perhaps some more armor and go to fight those who need to be evicted from Death Manor or whatever the hell it's called. So roll up, see if you can roll some sort of persuasion check with both your guys' charisma. See if you can apologize to these Barovians. Twenty-two. Listen, man, I'm sorry, but... uh, I'm sure you're used to seeing, uh, what do you call, adventurers pass through here, and you know what we're going through, okay? Now, we want some help, that's all. I got a 15. Let's please, we apologize. All we're trying to do is help. Also, get aid for ourselves. So they're kind of looking around, and they see... They see how your demeanor has changed. Uh, Boren had said that your friend is mad, that his friend is mad, he's gone crazy. No, I just said he had, they had a mental illness. He has a mental illness, right. Yeah, yeah. The empathy is still strong, and Bill Draith kind of looks at Wendell. Uh, you guys are a fucking mess. Look, anything you need from my store... I will give you a fair price. I will help you along your way. You want the scammel? Fine. Take it. It was a breastplate. Breastplate? No problem. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. I'm walking already, like, past the mall towards the store. So he's going. He wants to get this transaction done. He's like, look, here's what we have. Whatever you want, I'll give you fair market price. I thought you said I could just have it. <laughs> like, who are you selling to around here? Let's be honest. Adventurers. Adve- adventurers? Yeah, you think you're the- alone? All right, I'm going to give you uh, 200 for the breastplate. 400. 
hundred. Sixteen. Four is the best I can do. <laughs> I'm not even. All right. I'm barely making money on two hundred. If you want to go back to Faerun, or wherever the hell you came from. And he looks over at Boren. Said, "Well, if you want to chip in, the price is four hundred. Uh, Boren, you don't have to. I. It's kind of." Stock boy nephew kind of flexes his flexes his muscles. Tell your stock boy nephew he can flex his muscles somewhere else. So he just looks at you and says, "I think that would be best. Four hundred gold pieces, and uh, let's uh, make sure we don't see each other again." Indeed. No problem. Fashioning the breastplate, sort of like, I can still fit my red robe over top of it. Come on, Boren, let's go to this damn house. I want to pass by, as we keep walking to this house, I want to pass by the the place of the attack. Just really quick. This is for my own indulgence. Pass by the place. Do I see the boy anywhere? boy is gone. The boy is um, uh, still shaking. In the corner. Okay, and do the, I see the side of a house? The, There's the, spilled pies everywhere, and the body of this one, this thing. It just kind of feels like uh, robes. It really is kind of Obi Wan style. She was like a specter almost. There's no body there. Nothing. Yeah, but that's what that's what. The body's gone. Body's gone. Now, born. Do you remember a nimble bitch that we just killed? I do. I'm intrigued. I want to use a little survival check here to uh, see if I can track any, uh, you know, footsteps or smells, or hear anything off in the okay. distance. Thirteen plus eight. Zero. Thirteen. You confidently. Detect nothing. It does seem okay. that this person has vanished. Uh, you get the strong sense that they have vanished. Do you want to roll one of the, uh, Try rolling a survival as well. 19. Plus 2, 21. So you kind of pick up this feeling, almost like a sense. We won't call it divine sense, but you're you're tingling with this. You you feel like a like a like a thick aura around this area, and it almost seems multi-dimensional, like the body had left into another dimension. Well, I can't, I can't know what to make of it, born. I guess she's just gone, disappeared somewhere. And I start walking around. You think you'd find footsteps or something? This place is really getting to me, born. You know, I still got a lot face. to tell you, man. And born, born. My eyes are completely black. <laughs> oh, holy shit, born! Your eyes—I've never seen them do this before. I look over and I see the boy. <laughs> boy, young man, is everything all right? Are you okay? My, my parents g- gave me away. Your parents gave you away? Yeah, for the pastries. Oh, no. 
What's your name, boy? Taryn. Taryn. Who was that woman? She's she's the pastry lady. Just my parents have become so addicted to her pastries they didn't have any more money, and they, she asked if she she could t- take me as a payment, and my parents gave me away. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm so sorry to hear. Boy, where where are your parents? Just up the road. I want to go home, but I don't want to go home. They gave me away. Yay. What does your house look like, or what are your parents' names? How do I know where to find your parents? Don't worry. It's just down the street. Uh, let's see that corner house. All right. Let's let's let, why don't we take this boy back to his parents and see if we can get a sense of uh, what's going on with them. See if we can patch his family up. I would like to do that. Boy, don't worry. We see this a lot. We'll see if your parents will take you back in. Come on with us, Keep boy. Keep you safe. So he kind of scatters along. He's following you guys. He's taking a liking to you. He's kind of grabbing foreign as you guys make your way down the paths. And he almost ashamed to point to it, but he points the direction to this front door. Okay. We go up. Wendell knocks on the door. Anybody home? And, he, and Wendell leans down. What's your name, boy? Hello, is there anybody home in there? Nothing. You're nothing. Terran, how long ago did you leave your house? How long ago were you taken by that lady? Almost as soon as I saw you. Maybe ten minutes before. Mom? Dad? Mr. and Mrs., we know you're in there. It's safe to come out. We have your son, and we only wish to help. Try to open up the door. Opens, no problem. And as you click it open, you see the mother lying in bed, and you see the father at the foot of the bed, and they're just kind of really, really blissed out. They're on the pies. They're on the pies. Kind of nodding off. Terran. With a huge smile on their face. Terran, how often do your parents eat these pies? They become addicted to them. As much as they can. It's cost us everything. Those were the same pies that you ate. Sent you in a bit of that tizzy. Terran. Do you have a little hiding spot in this house that you use? I, ha- I can go to my bedroom. I have a small room in the back. I want you to go there. And I want you to count to 100, okay? And then we're going to come and we're going to talk this out. And we'll figure it all out, okay? Okay. What are you guys going to do? Oh, don't worry. We're just going to have a nice little conversation. We're going to take care of this for you. Uh, okay. One, two... Born, I think you take one, I'll take the other. We're gonna grab them 
maybe by the neck. Oh, hold on, what are you talking and about? And then we're going to look them in the eye. And we're going to tell them that their pie source is dead. Yeah, and they need window. to become parents again. You understand? You don't need to time, take them by know. the neck. Okay, you're a bit aggressive there. Look, these people are obviously addicts. Wendell steps back and he realizes he has been just so aggressive. Calm down, boy. Born, um... Sorry, I'm not usually... like this. I understand. We're both seeing a different side of each other in this place. All right, wake up! Oi! And I shake them, I kind of kick the feet a little bit. He goes, oh, who, who are you? We're friends here to help. You're suffering a strange addiction, friend. And your source has just been ended. It's a lot better than living in here. I can imagine. But you have a child. And you gave him away. You should be ashamed of yourself. How can you live like this? He's just reflecting on his life. He's looking at the crumbs on the ground. And <coughs> he knows how sad it is. Look at the crumbs of your life. Just crumble away. Is that what you want? I just, I just want to be happy. Well, this is not the way. This is momentary happiness. You have to invest in your family. Take care of your son. Terran, where is he? We brought him, he's safe. And he just kind of goes into the corner. <laughs> it's all right, friend. It's all right. And this man is completely inconsolable at this point. And all right, well, you got your son back now. We're going to, uh, actually, we're going to send your son to your room here and use his room to just rest up a bit. Uh, consider it, uh, I don't know, thanks for killing your, uh, the thing that killed your family. But what we're the ones that repaired it, so. If you don't mind, we'd like to take a rest. Here As you open the door, the kid runs out, and he sees the father, looks in his eyes in a very untrustworthy way, but the father kind of has a glimmer of compassion, and he holds out his hand and gives him a huge hug, and they're both crying. Mm. And, uh, and Boren just stands there with his axe the and watches this. And sheds a tear. Come on, Born. Sorry. Glad you're still you, Born. Still a little bit of Born in there. A little bit of Born still in there. Aye. Walking down the hall. You're still Born. Same old Born. So you guys snuff out the candles. Take a take a little rest. A nice little rest. Yeah. And with that. This concludes tonight's session. Chapter 3 of The Curse of Strahd. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.